Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Can we have everyone's attention, please? This will only take a moment and it will not be repeated. If you don't mind, I will begin at the beginning. It's a new day. Let's get going. One, two, three. Bad boy. Four, five, six. B-I-G. Ah. You're a big fan of uh, of Limp Biscuit, then, right? Of who? Limp Biscuit. Yeah, I guess I am. How many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink? Eat too much and you'll get sick. Shrimps are pretty rich. <laughs> As I stand before you today, I see the greatest president in history. Of course he is. He was chosen by God. His hands are so small. And now... Well, everybody loves you. How do you feel about doing morning radio tomorrow? Really? Just me? Yes. We need somebody with the gift of gab, and that's you. Our feature presentation. Morning, everybody. Brand new Kevin and Bean Show. It is Wednesday morning, the 8th of May. Mm-hmm. How are we doing? Well. Kelly, yeah. good? Yeah. Talked to uh, Dave the King of Mexico uh, yesterday after the huh. show. What? He, he said, well. Oh, I thought he no, said, well. I meant well. I'm doing well. Yeah. Oh. There is a difference between well with a period and well with a question mark. Ask me again. Okay. How you doing? Well. <laughs> that's what I heard. I but heard I'm going to well. follow it up on. Well. Here. This is what I meant to do. Okay. Go for it. Uh, how you doing? Well. Very different from let's roll the tape. Okay. Roll the tape. <laughs> <laughs> we already have a controversy. We just started. So I'm sitting down with uh, Dave the King of Mexico yesterday after the show. Sorry. And, and he says, to me, he says, hey, you should watch the NBA playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I said, really? More of a hockey guy and the Stanley Cup playoffs are on? Mm-hmm. So he's like, dude, I got to tell you, the NBA playoffs are so much better. <laughs> than? Than the NHL playoffs. Oh, you mean the NHL playoffs that have gone to Game 7 multiple overtimes? Yes. Okay. That one. So, and he probably is hanging his hat on a recent four-overtime game that happened in basketball recently. Did it really well? That's crazy. He, that was great and okay. awesome. He didn't mention that. Yeah, well, I know where the story's <laughs> leading. <laughs> so last night, I turn on the TV and I think, you know what? I'm going to watch the NHL playoffs, but I'm going to give Dave the benefit of the doubt yeah. and just turn on the NBA and see how it's going. And it was like a 19-point blowout. I mean, it, it was, was a horrible it game. Ended up in the 30s. Did uh, it? Blowout. Oh my yeah. god! Uh, that was a bad game. Yes. And I also don't necessarily. I mean, I'm a basketball head. Yes. And I don't think the series is like the, the, yet. The playoffs have been such an explosion, uh, incredible gameplay. That's as what of Dave yet. was saying. Though. Portland's looking good. There's some guys yeah. who've played some great games, and obviously, this is the best but, basketball. You have to watch yeah, it. It's the best. That's just not true. That's what he was saying. Huh. Yeah. So then I flipped over to watch the double overtime game seven mm-hmm. between Dallas and St. Louis. And the game was in St. Louis. And um, you guys probably know I don't love me some country music. 
Mm-hmm. Very much mm-hmm. like the old school country music that really drives me I mean, crazy. Little Nas X excluded. Sure, of course, mm-hmm. but but not. Um... Driving down the road, I get a feeling that I should have been home yesterday. Yesterday. Not John Denver. Okay. Country roads take me home. All right, so I'm mm-hmm. watching the playoffs in St. Louis, mm-hmm. and you know how they come out of commercials and people in the audience keep singing the song. Yeah. Yeah. This was the song that they were singing in St. Louis. Yeah. And they were singing along with it. Yeah. Like as a whole crowd? Uh, a career high 50 saves for Ben Bishop. He has stopped the last 45. All right. So they're talking about the goalie and how sure. great he's been. But mm-hmm. behind him, you can hear the entire crowd. St. Louis Blues shots. There's Bob Sidney. Yeah. Can't even imagine. <laughs> We all know that hockey is oh, the greatest, <laughs> regardless of the position, but all right, especially to, time to wrap that song up. Moms whose sons or daughters are goaltenders. All right, so now they're at the end of the song, uh-huh. so they stop. At the highest level. Uh, oh, no, they don't. They keep going. But they're going to do another verse. Mm-hmm. Awfully proud of the way of course. her son has played to this point in their hometown. What's that? Unbelievable. <laughs> He's talked about rooted against Ed Belfort. Shut up, we're listening to the crowd. As a teenager. These people came to a concert. These people wanted to put on a concert. Oh, I'm sorry, it's still going. <laughs> Did you think it was going to stop? That being goaltending. Yeah. As our colleague, the great Doc Emmerich says, you got no still going. Yes. They're now singing without <laughs> the track. <laughs> yeah. We're making, we're making soccer look normal, right? And we were texting each other like, what the F is going on in St. Louis? I reached out to my friend Austin. Yes. And I said, your city has some interesting song choices. And he just wrote back, oh, Jock Jams and Sean Denver. I know. Oh, no, really? Like, he doesn't even understand it. He's like, it's St. Louis. We're not in West Virginia. We're not a mountain mama. No, no. one needs to take us home. But it is a... They're called the blues. They yes. are called the it's, blues, yes. It's insane. You would think maybe they would play some blues. I don't yeah. know. It's very easy to, like, if you play that to realize how many white people are there. <laughs> yeah. You know that's what I mean? very true. Just like, put it on. Unfortunately, that's true. I would like to say that although the Kings aren't in the playoffs, and mm-hmm. I wish they were, at least that song that people keep singing after it's ended is Blink-182. Right. What's My Age Again or one of their other songs. And then the crowd continues singing it. So I would just like to say in that way we're better. Well, and now, yet in hockey ways we're not so good. Now the blues play the song Gloria by uh, Brannigan, Laura Brannigan. Okay. After every game because it was an inside joke between the players. So per, for the past month. I didn't know that. They have been playing Gloria and the whole team and everyone behind the scenes made a video last week no, of them no, dancing and singing to Gloria. It is Wait, concerning. So they have a Laura Brannigan song uh-huh. and a John Denver song. Yeah. This is, I mean, it's the least cool team in the it's, world. It really is. It's very bizarre, but people have really kind of come around on Gloria and they're like, now we look forward to it. know that I've thought of or heard that song in 20 years. Oh, I think I got your number, Gloria. It's kind of a jam. <laughs> it's kind of a jam. And then they played at the end and everyone's singing it. I was like, what is, what is why, happening in St. Louis? Why are they doing this? Picking odd songs. Yeah, kind of respect it. Hmm. Really? A little bit. Well, I mean, it's better than just having the same old kind of tune. I mean, I don't want to hear White Stripes 
you know, yelled by a bunch of people anymore. I don't mind that. Well, they do it at every I, They do. You're right. Stadium. I but, would I, be fine. but I would pick that over John Denver. Over John Denver, sure. sure. But sure. a little. Laura Brannigan. Laura Brannigan. Right? I'm not sure about that. Sorry. I'm, really... I'm talking outside of my mouth. <laughs> in a while. Yeah. So the Blues move on. They go into the next round. But that was a double overtime uh, playoff game. And well, thank so... God they're moving on because now I have to watch <laughs> just for the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> it was very shocking. I got to be honest. All right. Let's talk about today's Kevin and Bean show, shall we? You're talking out of your ass, dummy. Speaking of Blink-182, we have a new song. Mm. We're going to play uh, Blame It on My Youth coming up this morning on the Kevin and Bean Show. Very excited about that. I've been that. blaming it on the rain for years, but I'll switch it up. <sighs> file. I'm not even sure I have the energy to say file. Well, you tried. A woman has an alligator in her pants. Mm. It's a true story out of... F- oh, Florida. That's right. What a surprise. Uh, listener, uh, I'll get his name, but he just tweeted. He said, I'm just going to leave this link right here. Mm. <laughs> That's all it said. And then I went to it, and it was fantastic. Um, Game of Thrones? This is, I mean, I, I will hand you the hot take title, because I cannot wait for you <laughs> to explain what you told us yesterday. I mean, look, how how many seasons are the game? has the Game of Thrones been? Seven? Eight? Um, um, yeah. I think, those. I think this is eight. Okay. So everybody was asking me, am I going to go back and catch up? And I was like, no, I'm enjoying it perfectly fine now. But do you know who all the people are and what their point I'd say, is? I'd say most. Okay. But you're... you're am I missing stuff? Sure, yeah. of course. Uh-huh. But you're satisfied. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> hmm. Good. Okay. <laughs> is that weird to you? It is. Just because catching up, they're hour, at least hour-long Listen. episodes. Who's got that kind of time for eight seasons? Right. Listen, save it for post six when li- people are listening. Okay. Uh, also, you were raised by a clown. <laughs> ready to talk to you <laughs> this about. This show is hot. This is a weird, <laughs> weird story. But we did have Nate Bergazzi, who is a uh, comedian. He was in two days ago. His mm-hmm. dad was a clown for real. And, 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 and a now magician. a magician. Yeah. Full-time magician. So we're going to talk about that. We have a comedian, Anthony Jesselnick, in on the program today. And um, we'll take a break, and we'll come back with what's happening next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Allie is here. What's happening? Well, Disney announced that new Star Wars films and Avatar films are basically going to be with us every Christmas until 2027. It's too much. Let me let me break it down for you. So Depends 20, on how well they're done. Nope, too much. 2019, we have Star Wars Episode Nine: The Rise of Skywalker. Right. Then we take a break for 2020. Mm-hmm. Just going to relax. Watch the elections? Sure. <gasps> 2021, Avatar 2 comes out. 2022, a Star Wars movie comes out. 2023, Avatar 3. 2024, another Star Wars movie comes out. Hmm. 2025, Avatar 4. 2026, another Star Wars movie comes out. What is happening? 2027, Avatar 5. What's going on? It's a lot. It's uh, number one. If you're excited about seeing four more avatars, that well, that was well, my that, first question. Yeah, that's, you're a creep. My yeah. first question was, I did enjoy the first one. I mm-hmm. remember very little about it. But no one, I did, no one I did remembers enjoy that. Anyway. It. Wait, right. I, but that's not enjoyable if you can't remember it. I mean, if I if I quizzed you on Star Wars stuff, you'd know it. Yes, but I don't even need a second Avatar, let alone a, right. eight or I, I don't need many. a web series. Right. I, don't, I don't even need to know that Avatar exists still. I hear you. I've and heard the Disneyland stuff is cool, but I, 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 don't, I don't care. I am with Disney you. World, right? Yeah. And I, I have no need for any Avatar. Yeah. Uh, am I mad about new Star Wars? No. Are a lot of people? Yes. 
People are like, it's too much. Disney's ruining everything. Well, Calm it, your tees. You're going to be in line. You're going to be seeing it just right along with me. In their defense, Disney did come out recently and say they were going to take a break from Star Wars movies, and then they released this. This is no So break. they took it a year? Well, I mean, sure. After this next one? There's too many. And we don't know what uh, the movies are going to center on. So we know that the Rise of Skywalker is going to bring the original Skywalker saga to conclusion. I think they, when they said we're going to take a break is when they were, everybody was like, oh, new Boba Fett movie, and new, and people were like, what, why, what? Yeah, there were a lot of rumors about all these. Yeah. New Jar Jar Binks standalone. Yeah, no, 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 no. Guys, no. I'd see that. Oh. I, I mean, I might see that just for, for comedy's yes, sake. please. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. All right. She says now. Mark <laughs> It just might, you guys. Uh, hey, Meatloaf, maybe get in a bubble because something's not going right with you. What's happening with Meatloaf? Meatloaf is recovering from a broken collarbone after tripping and falling off stage during an event over the weekend. He was doing a Q&A session during the 2019 Texas Frightmare Weekend. Made his way across the stage, lost his balance on some loose wires, started to fall. Did what we all do. We try to catch yourself from mm-hmm. going down, mm-hmm. which meant he ultimately fell sideways and off oh. the stage and injured himself. Transported to a hospital nearby, kept overnight, treated for a broken collarbone. But here's where I was like, Meatloaf, what's going on? Meatloaf has collapsed on stage repeatedly in previous years. Really? 2016. Fell during his concert in Canada, rushed to the hospital. 2011, medics rushed to help him during a Pittsburgh concert, but he did get up and finish that show. 2003, collapsed at Wembley State Wembley Arena in London, admitted What's to the happening? hospital. A lot of falling. Why? I don't know. I don't like it. Maybe the thing he won't do for love is stay on the stage. Oh, <laughs> um, he won't do that. He is 71, though. So... I don't know. I mean, stay away from the edges, I would Stay start away from with. the edges. Mm-hmm. And if you know meatloaf's coming, maybe tie up those loose wires that are possibly in the way that he's going to walk. Or they could do like they like when someone on television is walking across a beam and they mm-hmm. kind of like tie them in. Yeah, so right. So they okay. can't actually fall. Okay. That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Just plug them in. All right. And you could just kind of pull And there's pull somebody with a belay yeah. line, like, holding on to him, yeah. making yeah. sure it's like, like in football. You just pull him okay. right back up. Yeah. Stay off the sideline. Stay <laughs> on the sideline. Oh, he can have a get-back guy. Yeah. Just kind of holding the small of his back. I think both. Mm-hmm. both Does Meatloaf have a small of his back? <laughs> I don't know. Interesting question. question. <laughs> what wow. other names did Meatloaf think about? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, what were the things he threw out? What do you oh, think? I don't like that one. Stage oh, names? Meatloaf. Halibut. Or, like, filet of fish I, I mean, just like, what yeah. else did you think of? Meatloaf is so... It's so it's, random. It's so random, and it's just doesn't... Maybe I just haven't had good meatloaf. Just doesn't <laughs> conjure up anything that I'd want. It is a good name physically for him, though. Yeah, that's true. He looks like meatloaf. That is true. I mean, kick a man when he's down. <laughs> <laughs> Repeatedly. Repeatedly. Very strange, you guys. Hey, Dave Chappelle... All right. He's next in line to receive the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Of course, he's a two-time Grammy winner, and he's following previous award winners, including last year's Julia Louis-Dreyfus, the year before that, Letterman, year before that, Bill Murray, year before that, Eddie Murphy. Pretty good Mm -hmm. right there. Yeah, he's now one of only five black comedians that have won the award since they first started being given out in 1998 to Richard Pryor. 
um, along with Eddie Murphy, Bill Cosby, and Whoopi Goldberg have also won the award. Do they have a system of taking that back in Bill Cosby's case? I don't know. I don't know. I do not know. I feel like uh, they could easily just... I mean, they took away all his college degrees, the fake ones. Right. Mm-hmm. They could take it away. That's what I think, yeah. <laughs> yep. He fallen too, Dave yeah. Chappelle? Oh. Well, that was oh. actually Milo. If he keeps getting up, he's falling back oh, down throughout the whole that's upsetting. Yeah. He, should, he should really <laughs> calm down. Guys, how far have you gone to get a job? Like, to get the attention of the people that are doing the hiring. Have you ever sent, like, a, a pizza with your resume taped to the box? Something like that. not. No? No. like that. No. Right. You? I haven't, yeah. but um, this gentleman, in an attempt to get Disney's attention, a guy that's looking for a job at Disney World, rented out a billboard near the park in Orlando. It reads, Dear Walt Disney World Executives and HR, Experienced EAPA professional seeking position as a Walt Disney World assistant. He then lists his phone number and his email address. His name is Brandon Fox, currently lives in New York City, but he did work for Disney World as part of the college's, um, the company's college program. He started off as a character attendant before working his way up to a character captain. But he moved to New York City and, well, his dreams aren't coming true there. He wants to be back in Orlando at Disney. Has Disney noticed? Well, yes, they have. They said, we appreciate the creativity. Encourage anyone interested in a role with us to apply at DisneyCareers.com. I assume, like, no. not, the, Disney's not the kind of company that's going to be driving in and going, hey, you see that guy in the billboard? Yeah, we, we need him, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. Right. Thank oh. you, sir. So, Brandon Fox, good luck to you. I do wonder how much he, um, he paid for that. Yeah. yeah, if you can pay for that. Yeah, you're doing okay. You're doing all right. Yeah. You don't need a, a gig. Hope he didn't like borrow money from his family and stuff. This is sold nice. everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Aww. I need to be back in the park. <laughs> Help. Oh, now I need to do a Google alert for Brandon Fox. I'm selling all my things. This is very concerning. Just Dark. let me be Eeyore. Got real dark, you I guys. I need to be Eeyore. <laughs> all right, some birthdays for you. The drummer from Van Halen, Alex Van Halen, actor Stephen Amell, and singer Enrique Iglesias. And that's what's happening. It's Kevin and Pete. Rock Caracule. So there's another story out of Florida. And I know we make fun of Florida all the time, but... It's their fault. Yeah, it's understandable. It's But it's so much worse than every other state. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not like it's neck and neck with anyone else. They're 100% and every other state is... I know. Uh, Ari- it happens every once in a while. Arizona's miles away. It's right? still in second. <laughs> well, that's possible, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, this particular one... Um, the headline is Florida woman whips baby gator out of her yoga pants. Hello. As traffic stop gets weird. Oh, then it got weird. Mm-hmm. Wait. She pulled a baby alligator uh-huh. out of her yoga pants. And that's not okay. a metaphor. Nope. It, a None of that's literal metaphor. baby alligator yes. at a traffic stop. Well, here's the story. Phrase, is that a snake in your pants? This one is a little different version. Is that a gator in your pants, or are you doing something illegal? Definitely not happy to see if it's a sheriff's deputy. Yeah, stop uh, trying to make that joke. For the record, no one says, is there a snake in your pants? <laughs> Which is what the whole premise is based on. People say, like, is there a banana in your pocket? Or something? Like, there's other, no one ever says, is that a snake in your pocket? <laughs> but they say a woman had a gator in her pants. Yeah, the Florida version of, uh, is that a snake in your pants? That is what not the a thing. <laughs> The Florida Still version. Not a thing. But the it's Florida the Florida version. It's not a thing. 
Um, is just is that a sneak in your pants? Which isn't a thing. Okay. The okay. sheriff's office says happened early this morning in Punta Gorda. Tonight, the Charlotte County Sheriff's Office releasing these photos on Twitter after an interesting traffic stop. They say a woman pulled this one-foot alligator out of her yoga pants. Now, look, a one-foot alligator is pretty, I mean, it's pretty tiny. But isn't I mean, that like six inches of teeth? There is technically no no too small of an alligator. They're all right. too big. It's an alligator and it's in your pants, so that seems bad. I told some neighbors about it to get their take. This is always my favorite part mm-hmm. of the news because mm-hmm. they have to go to the neighbors and go, Yeah. You'll never believe this, but a woman just pulled an alligator. And you know the thing about the snake? Yeah. That's probably how they started. I love a man on the street that has nothing to do with the story. No. Though. That is crazy. Right? Good one. I don't know why anyone would do that. Mm-hmm. I can't even think of it. I can't fathom the idea. Unbelievable. People are crazy. You don't know what's going to happen. I mean, this is all good input. Relatable. Relatable. Thank God they found experts. (laughs) All good input. I'm very upset that somebody would come and do that right near my home. (laughs) Oh, it's right near her home. (laughs) That's what she's upset about. What will I tell my children? (laughs) Do it by someone else's house. This woman's fine. Yeah. Just not right by her home. Deputies say it started when they spotted a truck roll through this stop sign at the intersection of Oilwell Road and US 41. All right, so it's 3.15 Mm a.m., and they just run a stop sign, and somebody's sitting right there and pulls them over. They say when they pulled over the driver, Michael Clemens, they asked him and his passenger, Ariel Marchand LaCroix, where they were coming from. All right, so he asked them where they're coming from. So far, so good. They said they were collecting turtles and snakes under the overpass down the street. At 3.15 in the morning? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Collecting turtles and snakes from under the overpass. Maybe at night, that's when they find more? Does it make me a snob that I'm happy that I don't have to be getting turtles and snakes from under an overpass at 3.15 a.m.? That doesn't seem like your best life. No. Yeah. But it is something we can do at the beach party in Luau Weenie Roast uh, <laughs> coming up if you want to buy tickets. We can, all, we can all search the beach for that stuff. <laughs> that's true. Deputies then ask them to open up their backpacks to make sure they didn't collect any wildlife they weren't supposed to have. Turns out, Ariel had more than 40 small turtles in her bag. And then... And then, you'll never believe it... Pulled an alligator out of her pants. Now, here's the weird thing. Um, they didn't ask her. They just said, is there anything else that we need to know about? Yeah. 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 They didn't search her no. right. or see it moving or anything. They just said... Tell just tell us. Is there anything else? And she goes, yeah. She pulls it out. An alligator in her pants. Yes, that's a, that's that happened. Uh, do we know why she kept the alligator in her pants? That was her hiding place. I can, <laughs> right? I mean, that was where she. I was... don't know that there's anything more to it than that. Also, because uh, there is so much fear. Right. That's my point. I. That sounds. If you're gonna let's say you're gonna put it in your pants, but. Okay. Put in your, sure, put I'm in there the, with you. Put in the butt of your pants. Yeah. Oh, if yeah. Have, if, you have, if you have two choices. Right, right. I don't know. It just seems like a horrible thing. I don't like this. K-Rock listener Adam, you have to thank for this because he he tweeted this at me and then mm. just said, I'm going to leave this link right here and you do with it whatever you'd like. Some neighbors down the street say the couple should have left the animals where they were. Oh. People shouldn't be just dipping into the wildlife and taking it to do what they please with it. Another great insight. She's bearing the lead here. It's not really about the animal, although leave animals where you find them, but also, like, it's in her pants. That's the story. It's disgraceful. They have absolutely no respect for nature at all.
I can't even think of it. I can't fathom the idea. Unbelievable. People are crazy. You don't know what's going to happen. How many people did they interview for this story? Uh, and All very varied uh, responses. Yeah. So I'm glad they went to eight <laughs> people to say the same thing. What do uh, you think? What do I you think, think? I think it's crazy. Uh, <laughs> not near my house. Deputies called Florida Fish and Wildlife officers who took the animals back into the wild, leaving deputies and others. Does she... She, does she have a speech impediment or something? Because she says wild. She can't say L's. I mean, listen, Kettle calling it black. Keep Whatever playing. that is, you're yeah. right. You're right. I take that. With a wild story to tell about a woman and snake in her pants. <laughs> Wait, the there was no snake. No. No. But that was, that was the lead in from the anchor. So she needed to bring it full circle. But it wasn't even oh. good. Correct. I love the news. <laughs> you do. To tell about a woman and snake in her pants. Jillian no. <laughs> Hartman, Fox 4, in your corner. And she laughed at the end like, oh, it, like she Jillian. was proud of it. It's the snake oh. in your pants, the whole snake in your pants thing. There's not, there's not a snake in your pants. Right? That's I, not a th- I've never even heard it. I love Florida. There's a snake in your pants. You're just happy to see me. I love Florida, and I, I especially love that newscast. The Kevin and Bean Show on K Rock. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can Put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We had a comedian in a few days ago named Nate Bergazzi. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And his dad was a clown. And he's hilarious. He's very hilarious. His Netflix special is The Tennessee Kid. Mm -hmm. And he's very funny. And I asked him when he came in, the first thing I was like... Dad, really a clown? Is this something that you exaggerate for comedy's sake? Yeah. Here's a little bit of that conversation. Is it true that your dad was was a clown and is a magician? <laughs> yeah, that's yep, true. That's all exact true. Yeah, we have. Uh, I mean, I have like my, my first album uh, was called Yelled at by a Clown, and there's a picture. The cover of the picture is me and my dad, and uh, I was like a five, and he's dressed as a clown, and I grew, and that's how he was. I mean, grew up, and it was uh, he was a clown. Was that his main job? <laughs> 
He always, he was a teacher too. He always like did something like that. Like, uh, but he did a lot of it. I mean, he performed at our, at our birthday parties because uh, you have like a clown. Like, you have to use him. Like, of course, free. <laughs> did he make balloon animals? Yep. Yep. Oh my we, gosh! Nice. Uh, really the balloon dedicated. animals. Uh, I mean, he would do the whole thing. My I had a birthday party when I was like seven, and I was like tired of it. I didn't want like I wouldn't even want him to be at the yeah, party because he's your dad. It's your, it's your dad. Yeah. Yes, and I've seen the tricks. I've watched him not work. Like, he's practicing along me. This guy was a clown. Yeah, and also not like a clown on the down low. Like a clown when he had parties, like dad's working. Yeah. Like his own parties. Uh, what uh, what kind of clowns are on the down low, Jensen? <laughs> kind of down low clowns? Well, I mean like a high, a high key clown okay. would be like, you know, like, oh, he's uh, he always working. Down low sure. is like, oh, I don't mix my home life and my work life. Oh, so no oh, one okay. knows really okay. that. Right. It's that like a right. bartender who doesn't drink at home. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a thing? I mean, sure. So oh. it was such a weird conversation to have with somebody and to think that somebody had to grow up with a clown as a dad. It's not easy. It's just the Any <laughs> photo of you as a child with a clown is also possibly from a horror movie. Correct. Do you know what I mean? Like, yes. if it's, like, kind of faded or whatever, mm. and it's just you and a smiling clown, mm-hmm. that, I don't think it's joyful. Has I there don't... ever been a joyful clown movie or TV show? Uh, Bozo. Fun clown. Yeah, I feel like Bozo's Bozo. very friendly. Yeah. And I don't think Never trusted uh, Bozo, the whole though. thought Never of, like, him. a scary clown came until, like... A couple decades ago, people started like, oh, I'm afraid of clowns. Like, that became the thing to say. Maybe. I don't think people were really afraid of clowns before it became Right, but even if it. you're not afraid of clowns, your uh-huh. dad's a clown. Even if they're not, there's not all that negative connotation to it now. When my dad would work early, you know, like he would come, my dad sold cars and he would Mm -hmm. walk in the bedroom and be like, goodbye, see you later, I'm going to work. Like imagine being asleep and you're like eight years old and your dad's like, I'm going to work. And you look up and it's just a clown. Just like (laughs) looking down at you. Wouldn't you just honk his nose though? Like, have a good day, dad. I think, yeah, for the first couple times and then it would get old. If I was the dad, I'd be like, I'm going to work. Wake up, and then I just have like uh, blood coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and you'd have that little horn. Yeah. All right, 1 800 520 1067. Betty, you hold on, please. I want to talk to uh, Polo mm-hmm. in Rosemead. Hi. Hey, guys. How you doing? Hey. Yeah, uh, my tenant is a, is a clown. He's a Mexican clown. And uh, he's uh, been my tenant for about 20 years. And uh, I remember the uh, first time we have, a, we have a pit bull. You know, and he's, he'll scare, you know, he'll scare anybody. And, oh, my God, the first time you ever saw him, it was about maybe 10 years ago, he scared the hell out of him, and he loves humans. And uh-huh. he just, he came in with his, uh, he came in, like, at 2 o'clock in the morning, and, you know, my daughter, my brother was walking him outside, and he had his, his makeup all, like, <laughs> you know, like, there was, like, a drunken night, you know, a woman at drunken night, just all bad makeup and everything, and, you know, he had just started taking it off, but he had taken it completely off, you know, and the dog just ever since, he's just, he treats him like, oh my God, he, like he wants to kill him, you know? Oh, I thought you were and saying the, pit, the I pit, thought the pitbull was, was scared of the clown, no? Oh, the pitbull is very scared of the clown, but yeah. now he wants to kill him. He wants yeah. to you kill know, him out, out of defense mechanism. He's like that, and he's scared, of the, and he's scared of the dog now. Wow. You know, but he's a, but you know, he's a Mexican clown, he's like, he what's tells me seems, about all the conventions they have. Wait, hold on, what, the, hold on, hold on. What I didn't is the, know that's sophisticated. What is huh? the difference between a Mexican clown and, let's say, a white clown? Well, or... one's a clown, one's a payaso. <laughs> exactly. See, exactly. as for that. Yeah, you got the horns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but I'm telling you, though, there's so much more to it that I even uh, never realized, you know? It's like, 
you know, he tells uh, jokes. Well, he, he has a little trouble because you know, he speaks, uh, doesn't speak much English. Right. But he was one of the first clowns in Santa Monica, and there's a lot of competition out there now, you know? Is there a lot of rivalries? Clowns? You know, there's it's a... like almost gang warfare out there. Well, there's no, there's no clown rivalry <laughs> no. gang warfare. He's saying there's a oh, clown I'm gang? I'm telling you. I'm telling you. They fight for spots out there. Yeah, and like Third Street ones. Promenade? Absolutely. You want that ideal spot. You'll throw making... down with another clown? I know, 100%. I know, I know a clown who got shanked over his spot. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he was. Uh, he used to hang out Third Street, and he was like, uh, you know, they were fighting over territory. And yeah. one day, a guy just pulled out a glass shank. But they'd have conventions where they would learn how to make stuff, you know, like balloon animals and stuff right. like that. And Can you imagine going like, yeah. to those conventions? Oh. What a group of just crazy people that would be. I mean, that's a dream. Polo. And he, he said he would make them laugh. Imagine trying to make a clown laugh. Oh my god. <laughs> no. I don't. I don't want to imagine it, Polo. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the call. One eight hundred five two zero one zero six seven. I believe is the number. We'll take your calls next. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. The world famous K Rock. Let's take one phone call. It's amazing how many calls we have. <laughs> it's terrifying. On the topic of your dad was a clown. Who knew that was a thing? Dave is calling us from Glendale. Good morning, Dave. Hey. Good morning. How's it going? Good. Thank you. All right. Yeah. My dad was a clown. He uh, bought a merry-go-round in the 50s and drove it out from Philadelphia to here because of nicer weather so he could work year-round. And um, his name was Bumbo. I'm sure many of your listeners yeah. had him as a clown. Dave, Bumbo um, was like he's famous, renowned Do you have clown. a famous dad? Oh, clown. yeah. He was in the Guinness in the Guinness Book of World Records. Unfortunately, the, the oldest male stripper was on the opposite page. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a pretty good Wait, clown. Wait, what was he? What record did he have? The oldest clown? Oh, he, the oldest working clown, yeah. Wow. Uh-huh. Can you imagine yeah, kids' parties cool. are like, do you get a clown? Yeah. Which one? The oldest one. Fantastic. I got bumped. Yeah, up. well, you know, you get what you get. But anyway, uh, he came home one time because he had high standards as a clown. He came home one time and he would not pee in it when he was out doing parties because he didn't want the kids to see him going to the bathroom because then he's a man and not a clown, you know? Uh, is there so no restroom came- in this story? No, no the, he scared no, the, he scared the kid, kids to walk in and be like the clown's peeing. Is there no lock in the exactly. restaurant? Okay, go ahead. I right. think there's a, a scene in Shakes that does that. But anyway, mm-hmm. so he um, came home one time after you know holding it for four or five hours, and our job as kids is we have to run out and meet him and you know help him pack up the merry ground and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And he got out of the cab of his truck and just stood there and kind of did that the clown cry where he went, <laughs> and he's just. He just ran out of the bottom of his closet. That is the most. I know. That's the most touching story I've ever heard. Oh, Dave, that's the sweetest clown story. So beautiful. Well, yeah. yeah. Oh boy. We loved him. He, he was a good man. We Aww. love him too. He, Bumbo the clown. He guys. was yeah. He was like a, a OC hero. He who was knew like, we'd get? Who knew we'd get a famous one? <laughs> exactly. The, uh, the other thing is he used to lecture me because I'm a professional drummer. He used to lecture me about you know you better have a backup plan because you can't be a drummer for a living. I said, Dad, you're a freaking clown. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's pretty Aww. tough. It's, it's hard, hard to. It's hard, hard to, to be the standard. <laughs> All right, thank you love for the call, it. Dave. We appreciate it. <laughs> It's normal for everybody to kind of assume that the way you were raised is the way everybody else was raised Mm -hmm. until you hear the story of a guy whose dad is a clown Mm -hmm. and a famous one even. Yeah. And then also his dad, it appeared, did a bit where he held in his pee. (laughs) It wasn't a bit from what I could tell. Well, then he clown laughed, which does seem like it was part of a setup. Sure. I was thinking about that during the break. (laughs) Because like if he did the clown laugh, he's kind of doing a bit. I agree. Watch me pee my pants, kids. I agree. Yeah. So, strange upbringing. Let's go to James in Anaheim. I was afraid maybe we wouldn't get enough calls, but we have plenty. Yeah. James, good morning. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good. Thank yeah, you. Uh, 
It wasn't my father. It was my grandparents and my uncle. Oh. And my uncle is, my grandparents owned the circus for 30 years. Wow. And uh, my uncle is almost 60 years old, and he is still a clown. He's been a clown since he was uh, about eight years old. Did you ever think, and, you, James, did you ever think you wanted to get into the family trade? Oh, I've done it several times. You oh. have? Several times. I've traveled uh, across the United States probably eight or nine times with uh, my uncle and done specialty shows for um, corporations. Wow. And, uh, yeah, we've had uh, my uncle's made a living out of it. He also is a circus collector and has one of the largest circus memorabilia collections in the world unbelievable yeah. okay is that room yeah. is that room cool or is it scary oh it's i mean it's a whole house i mean it's <laughs> a whole house of clown crap circus yeah stuff. It's, it's pretty amazing that's awesome I'm james i unbelievable i i gotta say i'm happy you are you sound pretty <laughs> calm and normal for a guy raised around clown and circus memorabilia I haven't killed anybody yet. Oh, I'm oh, glad to hear. I like that he says yet. Yeah, That's good. Uh -huh. All right. Well, thanks, James. <laughs> Thank you, James. Uh, let's go to Betty. You don't think about this necessarily being a thing. Betty in Long Beach. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. Thank you. What do you do with clowns? Um, well, I am an agent for actually a few different musical acts, mm -hmm. but one of them happens to be sort of a Elvis clown kind of thing. Elvis or, Presley like clown. A, like a mashup. Yes, his name is Clownvis Presley. Well, could have done better. The name, I don't know what the name is. It doesn't uh, seem like they put a lot of work into seems that. Seems like maybe your first job as an agent could be to get a <laughs> more creative name. But what so tell me so he so this Clownvis, he does clown act but then also does songs from Elvis? Not not quite. So actually just only one or two of his songs is are are um, Elvis Presley covers. Mm -hmm. It's mostly parody songs so think of like weird al kind of stuff um so it's like, he it's, even covers um like the reading rainbow song if you want to be completely random i mean take a look it's in a book I, i'm trying right? to think is there a better lamar <laughs> lavar burton name that they i mean i feel like it's weird he picked elvis but only does two elvis songs right. and dresses like elvis i would like elvis um, clown to introduce he, a band at weenie roast oh right he he has done hosting um plenty of times um his most recent L.A. appearance was actually here at the Regent for the Eric Andre birthday bash. Oh, this is all well, making perfect now, sense. Now it makes sense. Yes, now that you bring him in, it. I'm all in. Right. Okay. Now I'm now I'm fully in. <laughs> I was on yeah. the fence, but now I think I understand Cloudenvis a little better. Agreed. Mm -hmm. He he is a professional. I know it sounds cheesy, but just look him up. You'll yeah. see it's it's insane. It's it's side stitch funny. All right, Betty. And, and there, Betty's and there's, and there's some magic. There's uh, some magic. Okay. Well, I mean, there's a of lot course. of magic to be honest. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Let's not be ridiculous. Yeah, All right, please. Michelle in Los Angeles. Good morning. Can I just uh, interrupt yeah. real mm -hmm. quick? Yeah. I uh, I just Googled Clownvis Presley, mm -hmm. and the first first <laughs> YouTube video that comes up is. Don't be a bitch or you won't get stuff for Christmas. By <laughs> Clownvis. <laughs> That's the name of one of his. <laughs> oh my gosh. Clownvis. Guys, Clownvis went to the the gathering of the Juggalos in what? 2018. We need we need Clownvis. We need Clownvis. Wait, I think we should get involved with Clownvis. For real. For real. Okay. All right, let's work on that behind the scenes. He was on America's Got Talent too. Oh, he has a Twitter. It's just Clownvis. <laughs> 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 All right, let's take one more call. Let's make it Michelle in Los Angeles. Good morning, Michelle. 
Hi, guys. Uh, first time caller, long time listener. Thank Thanks you for having me. Thank I'm you, and thank you. I'm not sure I can. Uh, I'm not sure I can follow Clownvis very I mean, well. None of us can. Who could though? Yeah. True. Exactly. Exactly. So my mom, um, when I was about 12, decided to take a class from Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus. Okay, this is the first time now that we've heard of a female, a mm-hmm. mom, yeah, a yeah. mom doing yeah. this. Yes. Yeah. So mom decided to be a hobby clown. And so she took this class on how to do the makeup and how to do the balloons and all that stuff. And when she was done with it, she decided to hire herself out to sort of, uh, you know, yes, local um, church things and local school things. And she decided to dress me and my two younger brothers up as mini clowns with her. Oh, wow. Smart. Is there a lot of call for clowns in the church community for their events? You know, they do birthday parties and socials and things like that. So, hey, you know, there's a clown and a little clown family. And uh, she made made all of our outfits match, and she made them out of, like, purple curtain material. I think I'm still scarred. I was just going to ask, is it a good memory or a bad memory? Because it seems like that wasn't Um, fun. It wasn't fun because I knew all the people that we were performing for. They were my classmates. (laughs) Oh, no. Did they just mock you? Yes. Yes, there was a lot of mocking. That Um, sucks. And to, uh, you know, just as a little aside, my mom was a tenured university professor in her real life. Mm -hmm. So uh, this was just something she decided to do on the side. Of course she was tenured. You don't become a clown if you're not tenured. No, you have to have that kind of security in your life. (laughs) Also, you you showed those bullies because you and your clown family went and burned down all their houses. Right, Michelle? Uh, well, I, you know, I, I'm, I don't want to incriminate myself. Okay, fair enough. Uh, no worries. No Thank worries. you for calling. <laughs> it's Kevin and Bean on K-Rock. K-Rock. K-R-O-Q. Clown this! Clown this! Clown this! Clown this! Right? Yes. Did he reach out to us on uh, Twitter? He sure did. At Kevin and Bean. Heard the mention. Down to chat with y'all anytime. Love the show. DM me. We will be sliding <laughs> into your DMs, Clownvis. Don't you worry. I'm excited that we have pretty much a new member of the team. Correct. Yeah. Correct. I'm, I'm going to say Jensen, Kevin, and Clownvis. I know. That does sound right. <laughs> kinda, it kind of works. It does work. <laughs> well, it's kind of two of the same, so I'm... Right. I don't know. Two clowns? Uh, Anthony Jesselneck is coming up next. First, Allie is here with What's Happening. Uh, can I also say, yeah. who's a better agent than Betty? Yeah, she, was she wins. Good. Right? Yeah. Little did she know she'd be creating an icon just by one call. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Do you think other clown agents are like, oh, man, oh I missed that opportunity. Betty did it again. Like Betty's yeah. calling them right now going, oh, sucker. I right? have chlor- oh, Mar- chlorisy. It's my clown Morrissey. I hate you right now. <laughs> my mom died of chlorisy. Exi- I want chlorisy to exist so badly. <laughs> chlorisy is what you use when you're trying to kidnap someone. You're like, I just brought me some chlorisy. Knocked some rope, right out. Some rope and some chlorisy. This is very disturbing. You guys, very disturbing. So I told you uh, a little while ago about Dave Chappelle. He's going to receive the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor. Not bad. Uh, he's following previous award winners like Julian Wee, Dreyfus, David Letterman, Bill Murray, Eddie Murphy, but also another win for Dave Chappelle. He won a lawsuit against a man who threw a banana peel at him during one of his stand-up shows. That's so hacky. The Blast reports that a judge (laughs) in New Mexico 
<laughs> has ordered that all claims against Chappelle be dismissed in the case brought against him by Christian Englander. The suit claimed that he threw a peel at Chappelle and then the comedian's bodyguard responded by hitting him in the face as security detained him. Yeah, what is this, Mario Kart? Yeah. <laughs> Where do you, you throw banana peel? You chuck a banana peel yeah. at me, my security is going to bop you in the face. I yeah. feel like they should just go, yeah. security was correct, move Absolutely, on. that's what they did, so... Good. You're out of luck, Christian Englander. And, uh, you you brought a banana to a comedy show. Yeah, you weirdo. Like, this was this was premeditated. You're a whack job. So dumb. Allegedly. And you've been in- insulted, and you deserve rep- reprimand. Reparations? Thank you. I would have let him sit. I mean, I, I was going to sit for a while. Could have been here for quite some time. <laughs> He's the we one that's blockers. mad. That's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Stupid. So uh, Kelly Clarkson has realized it was, quote, kind of stupid of her to host the 2019 Billboard Music Awards while battling appendicitis. Yeah. If you recall, Kelly not only hosted, but she performed twice for fans during the three-hour ceremony before dashing off to undergo emergency surgery. But she assured fans that she was feeling awesome in a Twitter post right after the operation. And uh, she admitted the recovery period super-duper sucks, because it it just so happens she's not a real great patient, she says. Mm. So uh, Kelly does credit the adrenaline rush that she experienced on stage with helping her play through some of the pain. But she said as soon as she wrapped up her duties as host, the extent of her pain really kicked in. So That's crazy to work through that. That it's is nuts. crazy. It's dangerous. Yeah, it's nuts. dangerous. I called in sick one day just because I had a hangnail. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was a bad one, though. Yeah, it was awful. It lasted like three days. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't come in. It was All weirdly bloody. The weird thing is, um, she said that although it was kind of stupid, she said that her doctor had signed off on the big gig just hours earlier. So... Uh, they had originally said the it was appendicitis it's a, like okay. all week yeah. that she was experiencing these symptoms. So couldn't your appendix burst at any moment? My yeah. understanding is yes. So I, I think, hmm, weird. That is weird. Doctor is also her agent and owns the Billboard Music Awards. That's not oh, true. That I just, I made, you that just made that up. Yeah. Okay, good. part up, you guys. Have you ever heard about this... Uh, dating website called beautifulpeople.com? No, I have not. Me neither, but it launched in 2002 and boasts that it's rejected uh, about 8.5 million hopeful users for not being attractive enough. Oh. So a poll of three... Very sweet. Yeah. A poll of 3,000 members of the site revealed the physical traits that they found undesirable, which is stuff that's likely to get applicants rejected from the site. Mm -hmm. Both men and women polled say that obesity, having an unsightly nose, bad mouth and teeth, bad skin, unkept grooming, and eyes too far apart or close together are all traits that will get you rejected. At the same time, women say that they write off candidates who are too short, have ungroomed facial or body hair, are balding, have bad posture, have dirty or long nails, and uh, guys uh, that are too effeminate, too skinny, too scrawny. What's and, left? Uh, what is left? Men said having a shapeless or poor figure with no butt or too much butt is a problem. And they don't like uh, skinny fat, you know, skinny people that aren't toned up. So they listed okay. all of these things that will get you, uh, you know, ixnade from the site. You're not even going to make it on there. But there is hope, you guys. 
Managing director of beautifulpeople.com, Greg Hodge, said that uh, so many of the ugly traits are easily fixable, which means potentially there's a bigger market of beautiful people out there just hidden behind excess weight, bad teeth, or lack of grooming. This place is... I I hope they have a meetup that I can... Have Bomb. fall into the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a real fun You're... website that uh, honestly nobody had heard of. So I yeah. don't think they're doing a real great job yeah. of marketing. And this kind of marketing, sure not going to draw a lot of people to it. But maybe people will try to get in it. I don't know. You think so? Maybe uh, to try. I mean, if they're rejecting everyone, I doubt you're going to make it. Yeah, they've rejected 8.5 million hopeful users. But You're you, a loser. Would you want to be on that service? Because then you would meet other people that feel this way Our about every little thing. Perfect. Yeah. yeah. I think that would be bad. Yeah, I'm not I'm not, not that into it. Guys. Yeah, I'd rather die. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Paramount Network is expanding the reality competition series Ink Master with two-season renewal. So uh, two more seasons, you guys. So uh, when do you think, or what do you think is the the big premiere of its what season coming up? How many seasons? How many seasons has Ink I could have worded all on? of that better. I chose Yeah, not but I to. understood it perfectly. Thank six. you. Six. Thank you. You think six. I'm mm-hmm. going to go 14. The tattoo competition will premiere its 12th season Jeez. titled Ink Master Battle of the Sexes Too on Tuesday, June 11th. Uh, that new season features teams of male and female artists competing against each other in the ultimate battle for a chance to win 100 grand an editorial feature in Inked and the coveted Ink Master title. They also announced an order for a spin-off series. That's going to be titled Ink Master Grudge Match. And that's former contestants uh, <laughs> that have the opportunity to settle vendettas with their biggest rivals. That will premiere in the fall. I mean, I feel like we're now like super up on, on the ink after yeah, that's Bean odd. got tattooed, right? That's right. super odd that they have a grudge match. A no grudge one, match. No one's beaten Bean's tattoo. Come on. No. So good. I mean, Clownvis, right? Have you stopped thinking about Clownvis? No, I have not. No, he's me following neither. me on Twitter. Oh, luck yeah, out. He just started. Why didn't... Uh, is Clownvis not following me? I'm the one that brought you up, Clownvis. I'm the reason for you. I mean, I Betty, made you, Clownvis. I mean, Betty is the caller that told us about Whatever, Clownvis, you okay. dumb bitch. You better Whoa! follow me. Whoa! I mean, it, it took He's a turn. He's our friend. <laughs> took a turn. Calm down. He's joining the show. Right? He's going to be sitting where you are in a couple of days. Believable. <laughs> Happy birthday, Enrique Iglesias, Stephen Amell, Alex Van Halen, and Clownvis, because every day is his <laughs> yeah, birthday. Happy birthday, Clownvis. <laughs> That's what's happening. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Anthony Jesselnick is here. Morning. Good morning. Yeah! <laughs> a little slow. Sorry on the timing of the whole thing. Smooth. Very smooth. <laughs> it's a good start. <laughs> uh, welcome. Welcome back. Thank you. Great to be back. It's fun to watch your uh, your special, um, Fire in the Maternity Ward, which was, <laughs> it was, I mean, do you love making people angry? Because um, I feel like, I know you do it in fun, but I feel like maybe you get some joy out of them being mad when people get mad i i enjoy offending the humorless if you will okay but i don't want anger is not my goal i right. want that like i want a shock of like oh no and then you laugh anyway mm-hmm. laugh i'm trying to make you laugh despite yourself <laughs> i do goal. love that the parts i laughed hardest at you were reprimanding the audience for not laughing enough at so i was like yes <laughs> yeah. i would do so good in that audience mm-hmm. you literally yelled at your audience that they just weren't getting it and they're laughing yes. it's like they're, <laughs> yes. they're laughing yes. anyway and i'm just yelling because they're not laughing enough hard enough me. yeah but yeah it, that's really fun and for me it's, it. for me it's fun because we're, we're living in a world where we're supposed to be very politically correct and we're supposed to watch what we're, we're we're laughing at but with anthony it's almost like he's questioning you know this is funny like we have to i mean not that i'm saying everyone's being a snowflake or whatever but with you you're so good at walking that line between finding that spot inside everyone where you know it's funny and it's also very dark yeah, I work hard on the joke itself so that it becomes unimpeachable. Like, you're mad at the subject, mm-hmm. but you're like, that was clever. Like, he got me. Right. And that's that's always the ultimate goal. And I think that because I've been doing this now for 17 years, I've been grandfathered in. <laughs> if I started today, yeah. I wouldn't be able to get away with anything. I think that's true of a lot of people. Unfortunately, that's true of a lot of people. But yeah. you do firmly jump over the line and then say, I dare you not to laugh. <laughs> yeah, I don't see any reason to be on the other side of that line. You know what I mean? It just It's not as fun. Well, like growing up, who were your influences in that way, like comedy wise? I mean, uh, Stephen Wright was a big one for me. Just that yeah. that very clever, smart joke. How did he think of it? Mm-hmm. But Sarah Silverman, yeah, was cool. You know, she was cool and dirty and and crossed the line in a way that I was like, oh, like comedy can be sexy. I always thought of comedy as like the guy in the Hawaiian shirt <laughs> and the bad haircut <laughs> that he got on purpose. Right. And I didn't want to do that. You didn't want to see Sarah Silverman. To, to go with Gallagher so yeah. directly. But yeah. Sure. But when I saw Sarah Silverman, I was like, oh, you can do it like that. Mm. That's what I want to be like. That's and awesome. she's one of the most creative, I think, comedians in a long time. For doing what she does, it's almost impossible to make you laugh, and she's able to do it. And I just, I don't and know. And she's how, evolved but... so much. Yeah, she's she also has. like, she oh, hasn't been just that one tone forever. Totally evolved. Like almost a 180, but yeah. just the charisma is still there yeah. and the, the love is still there that I'll watch whatever she does. So cool. You talk about uh, family members. Are they upset at you ever? No one's ever actually. Ever? <laughs> once, well, they're all dead. <laughs> I, had, I mean, an uncle. I get to kill them and resurrect them yes. every new special. It's <laughs> <Yeah>. nice. <laughs> My family likes it because I'm not really talking about them. Mm-hmm. If I've told real stories they would right. be embarrassed mm-hmm. but they like that i make things up but i had like a great aunt who came and she was like anthony i'm so proud of you she's like almost 100 years old at like a family a family reunion she's so excited and she's like i'm just so proud of you and then i see her a couple months later and i'm like aunt rose how are you and she's like i saw your act oh, <laughs> you're kidding and if the your whole grandfather time. was alive <laughs> he would beat you and i go lucky for me he's dead. <laughs> 
Can you imagine what she thought of you at that point? Yeah, they are, they're I mean, all really proud. They're like, oh, Anthony's on TV. And then they go look it up and they're like, oh my God, like, this guy's a monster. <laughs> Do people in social settings know how to deal with you? No. No, I have like a mystique where people are afraid of me. Uh-huh. And it used to bother me. I'd be like, oh, I'm meeting these famous people now, yeah. people I admire. And they don't want to talk to me because they're just like, what's this guy going to say to me? <laughs> He's a pariah. And Je- I, I, told to Jeff Ross, I told that to Jeff Ross, and he goes, no, it's your mystique. <laughs> I was like, oh, I have mystique? Nice. awesome. Nice. So now I like that people kind of leave me alone uh, unless they're like huge fans and they know that I'm not really like that. Yeah. But I like that little buffer. It's you like nice. to not have that little um, small talk that is so painful at well, parties? Yeah, you don't think oh, – I'm not on stage being everyone's friend. Mm-hmm. Quite the opposite. You're not. Yeah. You're yeah. Being no one's, no friend. one's friend. Yeah. So people people give me a wide berth, and I enjoy that. <laughs> yeah, because I think like if he were to be kind to me at a party or something, I'd be like, he's messing with me. Yeah, exactly. He's messing with me. Oh, I just don't get it, but he's messing with me. But then I'd be like, no, nah, he's a great guy. <laughs> he's like, he walks away. Yeah, it, take, it takes people off guard, and yeah. I like people being off guard when they deal with me. And if I do, and I have that, it's like I'm a really nice guy, but I'm still holding a knife. You know, right. like, You're holding a knife with a smile. Exactly. That's you. Yeah, I can do, I can still do things with that knife, but I'm a nice guy. I know a lot about this because I saw the Ted Bundy doc. Uh, so <laughs> Jeselnik is our generation's Ted Bundy. I like that if you watch my special, the next thing it refers you to is the Ted, Ted Bundy, Bundy doc. Bundy. <laughs> because you liked Anthony Jeselnik, that's the next one. You'll like that's this delightful. serial killer story. Do, uh, do people ever let you hold their child now? I have, I have a niece, a nephew. Uh, who are like brand new? Uh, and it's young, not an answer yet. I'm allowed. I'm allowed to hold them. Okay, my sister, but they're watching. Trust me. Yeah. Oh, they're watching me closely. Yeah. There's nanny cams everywhere. Yeah. Because uh, but it, otherwise, I don't think strangers would ever let me hold them. Yeah, because there's a large chunk of this special <laughs> where it talks about how you find happiness in maybe dropping a baby. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's one of my favorite parts of the special. But also, like, I don't want to hold you, baby. Right? No. You know, Come on. I've had people be like, "Would you like to hold the baby?" No. And they look at me like I'm crazy, but like, right. why would I want this? It's Everybody's not my supposed baby. to love other people's babies. You yeah, don't know I've, that? Got, I've got God kids, the mm-hmm. niece and the nephew that I, who I adore, who I spoil, uh, but other babies, yeah. other Beat babies it. can kick rocks. Yeah. I agree. I mean, I yeah. have kids and I don't want to hold anyone else's baby. It's just, no, you, no. that's your thing. Yeah. I am, I'm weeks away from having my first baby, oh. and I, uh, I realized recently I don't like babies. <laughs> I'm gonna like okay. mine, I think. People say even if you don't like babies, you're gonna right. love your own. But I don't think babies are cool. Really, you're turning yeah. on them pretty hard now. No, I, I don't think I've ever liked babies. <laughs> I've heard it's like a fifty-fifty thing. Like when you see your own child, half the time you're like, "Oh, I love this. This is mine," and the mm-hmm. other half you're like, "Peace out." <laughs> <laughs> well, good luck with that fifty percent. Well, Jensen. I'll roll the dice. <laughs> yeah. I'll try my hardest. Anthony Jeselnik is here. The uh, special again is called Fire in the Maternity Ward. It's on Netflix now. If you'd like to watch it, it's fantastic. We will take a break and come right back. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Anthony Jeselnik is in the studio with us. It's a lovely applause. Mm -hmm. It's quick. Got a new special on Netflix called Fire in the Maternity Ward, and it's (laughs) very, very funny. I wanted to ask you, when you craft jokes, do you try desperately to... Cut out as many words as you can because your jokes are so concise. Yes, very yeah, concise. I cut out as many words as I can. I think that's just good writing. I yeah. think if you're writing a novel or a poem or whatever it is, cut out as many jokes as you can. But I just found that it was just the most efficient way to get the laugh. You know, you're trying to you leave a red herring, red herring, red herring uh-huh. uh, in the uh, either in the in the in the setup, and then blow it out of the water in the punchline. But the the fewer words you can use, the the 
I think the bigger the laugh. I was fascinated by something you recently posted on Twitter because we all saw Thoughts and Prayers and loved it. It was amazing. Thank you. And then it took you three years to craft this special. And you posted on Twitter every single, uh, basically... Uh, set list mm-hmm. for the last three years and then you would show where you'd cross stuff off, where you'd circle it, where you'd move it to, and how you essentially crafted it in those three years. That That is fascinating. Thank you. Thank you. I just wanted to show like the journey of what it took to go from, you walk on stage with six jokes, yeah. you're just trying to get 15 minutes together so you can go perform and then it eventually turns into an hour over years. Like I took a year in L.A., Going up at the comedy store in Largo and building that forty minutes. Then went to how many times a week? How many times a week would you go? Five or six. I mean, I didn't take a lot of time off, and because you have to kind of embarrass yourself Mm -hmm. in order to want to go write some more. Still, you know? Oh yeah, still. I mean, that's what I'm doing right now is going up with all new stuff and being like, "This is awful. I got to go write some more." And then I went to clubs for a year, so you're doing five shows in a weekend. And then by the end of that year, it was like an hour. I took it to theaters for an entire year. And then recorded at the end of that year. I wanted wow. to really make That's sure it was it was bulletproof. Yeah, but it, you, I mean, I think a lot of people are putting out specials now without putting the work in, because Netflix That's is true. just saying if you if you want a special, here you go. Yeah. And people are like, I got an hour, but is it good? Yeah. You know, I've talked to people who are like, I'm taping my special tomorrow. I just need ten more minutes. Like, <laughs> what? Like, what are you talking about? God. <laughs> is it rare to find a comedian that works as hard as you do at that? I mean, do most of them sort of? Wing it because they know they're funny? I think you get to a level where the audience will applaud and laugh at you just because they know you already and you have kind of that like that backstory they're already working with, they're already a fan. But I like to be so hateable on stage the jokes <laughs> have to be great even if you're already a fan. Like I can't, I feel like I've raised the bar that if I just went out there and just talked that people would be disappointed and I can't, I can't have that. I think like when you talk about that, one of the most complex aspects to Anthony and I've been a fan for a long time is that you, you, I don't know if you've been doing it lately because I know it's a very light line right now, but like you used to tweet the first joke after every tragedy. Mm-hmm. I would go to his Twitter just to see what it was. And, yeah. and I mean, we're talking like real tragedies, not oh, like yeah. small things, like really large ones. And what was your, like, what was your approach to that? Like, what, what was it that made you feel that was important? Uh, ego. I, mean, I, would, just, <laughs> I would just see something like, this is so horrible. And then because it's horrible, I would think of the worst thing you could possibly say. Mm-hmm. And, and then you went past that <laughs> yeah. by a mile. Yeah, if I thought, like, I'm going to tweet this out and no one else is going to, no one else could think of this. Mm-hmm. But eventually people started catching on mm-hmm. and tweeting their own jokes that I was, I would tweet a joke. Someone would be like, oh, someone tweeted this half an hour ago. Ugh. And so I was like, oh, well, I don't want to, I'm not competing with people. <laughs> yeah. It's something that I did alone. <laughs> yeah. You're so trying I, to be the guy who does it. That's so a I've super weird down. thing anyway. I mean, yeah, but not to be like existentialist about it if he's not going to be. But I always think that it does a service in a way. I think that it, because it, people can be angry immediately about it, but also like it desensitizes it for a second. And as much as that, it like Take some of the pain out of it? A little bit. Yeah. Even if it's just one person doing it, from that point on, it, hacks won't do it, I guess is what I'm thinking in my mind. Like yeah. people who are terrible at it. There's someone who has a history with it and knows what's going on, and at least we can get that out of the way immediately. I don't know. I feel like it's more important than you sold to death. <laughs> I mean, if you can get the right joke and yeah. make someone laugh on the day of a tragedy, it's great. Yes. The there day are of a tragedy. Jokes. Usually yes. within like, day of. Yeah. Day of. I don't, don't want yeah. to wait. If you wait, then it's kind of, then I think that's lame. Like, what service are you doing, really? But if you, like, the day of, people are upset, and then you laugh and you're like, oh, it's going to be okay. It might take a week, 
but it's go- but I'm going to get over this. And now there's a tragedy every couple yeah. of days. Yeah, if that, yeah. You know, it's different. That I, and I've kind of just gotten bored with, with it. You know, I did it for so long, and Twitter is, is not what it used to be. Right. That, uh, that I don't feel the need to run on. But if I think of something it goes in up. the moment, then I'll, I'll throw it up. Yeah. I can't imagine what goes on inside your head when something goes wrong in the morning, and you go, okay... Like, this is my chance. I just think like, it, that's it's a weird a, thing. It's it's just ridiculous to me how awful the world can be. Like, yeah, it's, it's it's absurd how just completely horrible things can get. That the only thing I can do is throw a joke out. Yeah, there. what joke is going to be worse than having a school shooting every day? Yeah, like what can he say that's more offensive than the idea that we haven't regulated any guns? Like that's how I see it. It's like. And people going on and being sincere feels very <laughs> fake worst, to me on yeah. Twitter when they're like, we need to do something now. It's like, is this tweet going to help? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think so. <laughs> no. Why not make a joke? Yeah. Because <laughs> most people can't. Yeah. Like that, that you're getting into a scary area there where people try and fail. And if they fail miserably when, when, when there's a tragedy, I mean, that's just Oh, terrible. yeah. I mean, yeah. not just on Twitter, but like I keep, I'll get invited to benefits. They're like, we're doing a benefit for this cause. And I'm like, you don't want me there. Because <laughs> I'll walk out and I'll make fun of what the benefit's for. And then everyone hates me and I ruin the show. Every What's the worst, single time. What is the worst situation that's happened to you which been misunderstood in that way? <sighs> like booked wrong? Oh, yeah. I did something. I did so, like years ago. It was like there was a uh, an earthquake in Cuba. Mm-hmm. And I went out and I was like, uh, I was like I'm starting a charity. Uh, that teaches Cubans to eat rubble. (laughs) And the entire crowd was just like, just completely shocked. I was like, yeah, I'm not a great guy to have on a benefit. (laughs) This is not good. I can't help it. (laughs) That's just the way you work. Yeah. It's my favorite signature. It's good. All right. Uh, We're out of time. Unfortunately, before we go, we're going to have 60 seconds with Allie. She's going to fire some questions at you, and you just give her the first thing that comes to your mind. Hit me. Uh, The special is Anthony Jeselnik, Fire in the Maternity Ward. It's on Netflix right now. now. And it's fantastic. Yes. Allie? Besides Debbie, could you kill someone again and get away with it? Would you? Uh, Yes. If you could have any superpower, what would it be? Uh, flight. Will the Steelers ever beat the Pats when it matters? Um, <laughs> Seems very guided. Mm-hmm. I would be happy if we just injured Tom Brady. <laughs> All right, fair. Do you tell friends when they have a bat in the cave? Uh, yes. What was your first job? My first job, swimming instructor. Mm. Oh, <laughs> terrifying. That's horrible. I was not good at it. <laughs> first celebrity crush. First celebrity crush, Elizabeth Shue. Good one. Oh, nicest person in Hollywood. Me. Worst person in Hollywood. Me. Did you have a nickname growing up? Everyone just called me Jessel Nick. That sucks. Uh, Have you ever thought about gunning it at a stop sign when someone walks past you in a crosswalk? Every time. You can only bring one album to a deserted island. Which one? White Stripes Elephant. Pineapple on pizza. No or yes, I'm a monster. Wait, what was it? Pineapple on pizza, no, or yes, I'm a monster. Yes, I'm a monster. I'll oh. eat a Hawaiian pizza. <laughs> oh, Anthony. I'm Ham and pineapple? It's no. good. It's good sometimes. You don't smoke pot, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like ham, so. Are you Jewish? No. Well, what's your excuse? I just, I like bacon. I don't like ham. Oh, that is weird. What? Yeah. I just, ham is like, ugh, if I want something salty in my mouth, you know what I'm saying? Okay, well, great. That, that's why you're you and I'm me. <laughs> All right, good point. Thank you for coming in, Anthony. Thanks we appreciate for having it. Me, guys. You bet. The Kevin and Bean Show, the world famous K Rock.
That's brand new Blink. It is good. Blink-182 called Blame It On My Youth. That's like an anthem. I love I that so much. You. Why? Because I said it was an anthem. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, oh, it's an anthem. Jensen just said it was an anthem. I said it was an anthem off, off air. Off air. Off air doesn't mean anything. Right. You're it doesn't such count. A stealing no. dick. And uh, Blake, of course, is going to be touring with Lil Wayne as Which well. Which is a good pairing. I, know I think so too. People I are... said it was a good pairing. Oh, stop. Off air, though. <laughs> off air. Again, on air is the only thing that counts. I think, in my opinion, a lot of people were like, that's a weird pairing. Why would. I was like, that's perfect. I liked it immediately. Yeah, they'll. they'll completely connect with mm-hmm. both audiences. Do we have so. Travis? Can we call Travis? Sure. Let's, call, let's see if he's... Let's call Travis. I, number one, cool. I don't think Travis Barker sits around waiting for his phone to ring, but this is worth it, I guess. I don't know. It depends on if we have the right number. <laughs> this, is, this is vintage Kevin Ryder. If it's a wrong, if it's <laughs> the wrong number, we're in trouble. This could go either way. We're going to ask whoever it is what it's going to be it's like a dry cleaners, to tour with yeah. Little Wayne. Whatever it is. Hello? Travis! Yes! How are you? Hey, hey! Look at that. That worked. It worked. <laughs> Travis Barker, welcome. On? Hey, we just played your new song, Blame It On My Youth, mm-hmm. which is fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. Travis- I, heard, I heard a really smart girl say it's like an anthem. No, I didn't hear that. <laughs> it is kind of an anthem. Yeah, right? it is, Travis. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Everything was awesome was already taken, so we, you know, we replaced it with that one. You know, <laughs> love it. Well, we love the new song, and we were just talking about Blink and Wayne and Lil Wayne touring. And what a great idea that seems like. And we were surprised that not everyone bought into it immediately. I, I think it sounds awesome. I know. I feel like everyone's blaming me for it. <laughs> <laughs> the hip-hop guy, yeah. But, no, you know, and it wasn't even uh, – it had been brought up by our agent, and I was like, wow, that's the best idea ever. And, of course, you don't have to twist my arm. Like, yeah. I toured with Wayne in, in 2006 and 2007, and, you know, I've collaborated with him many times mm-hmm. or whatever, and – he loves rock music. It's actually, I think it's just 2019, and some people don't realize that. And, like, music's music. It's not, you know, like, that's why festivals are so great nowadays. Is yeah. You go and you see, like, however many different styles of groups. Like, that's why Coachella is awesome. Yeah. That's why, you know, anything like that. Europe's been doing it for years. <laughs> Look, that, um, so, I just yeah, love the idea. I'm really, I'm really excited. I just love the idea that it's not Blink-182 and almost Blink-182. You know what I mean? Like, it's completely yeah. separate acts, oh. and I love that. And the crossover, though, is going to be huge between the fans. Yes, praise the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> and we, we get to hear Travis do drums on a Millie, I'm assuming. Yeah, I mean, I'll love play it. with him whatever, you know, <laughs> whenever he wants. But, yeah, I mean, that mashup, I had, I had actually, we were thinking of ways to announce the tour, and I came up with this mashup between What's My Age Again and a Millie. And, and that then, was on your Instagram, right? Yeah, I put it on my Instagram. Yeah. But no, like, I had mashed it up, like, just in the computer. And I was like, oh, this is dope. Because my manager had said, like, that'd be a cool way to announce the tour. Why don't you do a mashup? And I did a mashup. And then everyone heard it and was like, whoa, why don't we actually recreate that in real life? And then that's where that video came from. But I think people are are under the impression that we're going to be uh, hybriding, like, you know, songs live, like live mashup oh, songs. Yeah. Which, no, it was just like something fun to do to announce the tour, you know? So it's not going to be like Elton John and Billy Joel when they tour together and do each other's songs? No, but that would be kind of awesome. <laughs> right? It's so awesome. <laughs> where, where what be? I would give. <laughs> right? You know, Hoppus is... Hoppus is laying down like 16 bars of Wayne. That'd be great. <laughs> that would be great. You're literally just bought tickets. Uh, with, the new, with the new song, like where, like who produced the new track? 
Okay, so Tim Pagnotta mm-hmm. uh, produced the song. That we basically we had gotten a studio um, and we were just kind of I don't know just vibing and and it actually started from like a beat I had. You know, I'll go in like and write you know whatever twenty thirty beats to get ready for sessions and and we were just kind of like listening to other stuff I'd worked on. I said, well, I have this beat and no one's got on it yet. If if it sparks an idea, and then everyone really loved that idea, and then it became something you know completely different, which is blaming on my youth. I don't know um, any other bands that start with a beat. You know you what know, I mean? The majority of our, our the majority of our albums started with beats huh. and rhythms. It, it actually stops you from from creating the same thing over and over again if you if you kind of like start with a rhythm. You sense. know, it's it's. I, I, I don't know. Rhythm is everything, and it it kind of differentiates song from song, and and I don't know. That's that's how it came up. But a lot of this album, I was really stoked that uh, you know started from from actual beats that I had that turned into something obviously much greater than my beat. But uh, I'm I'm glad it uh, it triggered something. You know. Are you getting any texts right now? <laughs> <laughs> Am I getting any what? Text. It's, your phone is blowing I'm, up. I'm more nervous about the ESPN update. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And then it it's, sounded it's like because, a Dracula it's vibe. I'm talking to you guys. Oh, uh, sorry. Oh, I like it. I was nervous. I was like, did LeBron get traded? I start checking my internet. Now, Travis, so I, I know that you've talked about the uh, the forthcoming album being a bit experimental, but also having it be like uh, your 2003 Blink 182 album, the closest thing to that. So, which one is it? Yeah, so that album, like self-titled, untitled, whatever you want to call it, was really, really influenced by, there was like a lot of hip-hop beats on there, mm-hmm. and, and that's what really made that record different, and there's definitely songs on this album that are reminiscent of self-titled in that same way, and knowing, like what I just said, a lot of, 90% of everything that started on the album started with a beat, so it's definitely far different than California. And when can we expect that album? It's coming so soon. Oh, oh we're literally, we're okay, literally, so, so I don't soon. even want to tell you what we're doing right now. All right. <laughs> You're picking the artwork because it's done. Yeah, yeah, artwork. It, everything has been really cool, too, you know, like... <laughs> By um, the way, we were just wanna, guessing. I don't want to <laughs> spoil the fun, but a lot of friends and people like... You know, someone very close to me and dear to me that I've known for almost two decades is doing the artwork, and, and I've worked with them in the past. And, and it's just, yeah, it's really exciting. Travis, honestly, we were just guessing that you were on the artwork. We I didn't, mean, I've got we, ESPN. I <laughs> didn't know. Doing pretty good here. But it sounds fantastic, and I can't wait for it to come out. And again, the tour is you guys in Blink-182 and Little Wayne. Mm-hmm. And you are going to, with a special guest, Neck Deep, and you're going to be, the local dates are August 8th at the Forum. And then August 27th at Five Point Amphitheater. And if you, yes. want, if you want to go to those, you can go to LiveNation.com. Tickets go on sale this Friday at noon. I'll be at the forum. Same. Show. No for sure. Doubt. Looking forward to it. We love the new song, Travis. And thank you for taking the time today. Awesome. Thank you, guys. Have a great one. Thank you, you man. Too. Bye now. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Time for one more What's Happening with Ellie. Okay. Guys, What's going on? Uh, Bean nailed it. Yeah. It's so creepy. That's weird. This is very odd. Yeah. Uh, when we were talking about baby names for Jensen, Bean had mentioned how much he loves the name Archie. Like and, it was his number one. Oh, number one. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's an amazing name. And we're like, you just like the comics. What are you doing? Right. And then he had said for a royal baby name, he likes Archie the most. Yeah. It was he was just, look, a broken clock is right twice a day, right? He just keeps saying Archie until somebody names the kid Archie. Uh, but the, and he was right. I mean, the man has the queen tattooed on his arm. I mean, this is specifically what he would be guessing. Yes. The Duke and Duchess of Sussex are delighted to na- announce that they have named their son. Count Smokey Love. No. Mm-mm, no. Mm. Archie Harrison Mountbatten Windsor. What's the Mountbatten? <laughs> What's the Mountbatten? I don't know. Let's focus on the Archie. Okay. okay. I like that. Archie. I don't mind Archie either. Yeah. It is odd that he he guessed that. Yeah, he did. Do you think he's closer to the queen than we think? Do you think that's where he is right now? In the queen? I mean, visiting the queen? Yeah. Right? Everyone saw that. We got it, Kevin. I'm Hulk Hogan, by the way. Thank you, sir. Um, Wow, (laughs) nailed it. Yeah, Yeah, that's weird. And speaking of uh, Gene Bean Baxter, Amy Schumer revealed the name of her newborn son. His name is Gene Attell Fisher. Unbelievable. There's a Gene and an Archie in the news. (laughs) Unbelievable. But I love that the middle name is Attell because of Dave Attell, who Amy Schumer has been good friends with for a long time. So that's delightful. Yeah, Bean, it is a name. God. All right, ma'am. Okay. (laughs) You guys heard this Clay Thompson story? No. So The Athletic's Ethan Strauss did an article and he said... Clay Thompson conserves his energy for what he loves, and he's always been impatient with any less than favorite activity. That's why there was some amusement in Warriors Land when an hour left in the film, Clay Thompson got up and left a screening of Avengers Endgame. <laughs> the plot didn't interest him, not enough to demand that much time and attention. He gave it two hours. Why did he give it two hours? I get it. I get it. You get it, but you didn't go. I, you I, didn't give it two hours no, but and I then understand. get up and walk I understand. Out. After two hours, he's like, that's cool. I get it. But after two but you don't. hours. I mean, listen, we're looking in, at a man who's only watching the last season of Game <laughs> of Thrones and feels satisfied. Yes, that's so, true, Kevin. But in this movie, mm-hmm. you have no idea how it ends. He'll right. Be, someone, will two hours. someone will tell him. Someone will tell him. He'll get to the locker room. Someone will go like, do you need the last hour? Yeah. Here's what happens. Uh, you know who not to talk about Clay Thompson with? Who? Producer Christine. Um, I said I was going to do the story, and she instantly yelled, I hate his stupid face. I'm like, okay, Christine, what's that all about? Um, She hates his stupid face and says he looks like someone from Color Me Bad and, like, John B. had a baby. And it really upsets her. Okay. And I think mostly because he's on the Warriors. Yeah. They're they're good, right? Mm -hmm. Sure. And he wasn't he on the Clippers for a minute or no? I don't think so. Clay Thompson? No. No? I don't think so. Oh, he's Michael Thompson's son. 
Yes. See, okay. that's why I was thinking Clippers. No, you're thinking one of his, those his brothers on the Dodgers. What? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Michael Thompson has super talented kids like that. Is He's not the Dodgers anymore, but he, he was. was. He was. Yeah. Wow. Was. Okay. I was thinking of Doc Rivers and then Austin for some reason. Their son and dad. All right. Anyway, <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Producer Christine hates his stupid face. Right. And now Kevin hates his stupid well, everything because he walked out of Avengers <laughs> Endgame. It's just nuts, right? It's ridiculous. If you're going to spend two hours, yeah. go ahead and finish it up. Yeah. You guys, uh, ratings for Jeopardy have steadily uh, increased back. from 9.6 million viewers during early April to 12 million by the end of the month. And they are, it's all because of James. James Holtzauer, who is basically trying to beat Ken Jennings' all-time record of 2.5 million bucks set in 2004. Is it teamwork between he and you? However, because you talk about it. Listen, I love him so much. Um, he's currently um, at about 1.6 million. And people are tuning in because they want to see him break the record and see what his streak is. He's just, he's playing the game unlike anyone has yeah. seen him play the game before. But in a sad twist of fate for the people over there at Jeopardy, who, you know, your numbers were big enough to dethrone the reigning syndication ratings champ, Judge Judy. Which never um, happens. Which never happens. Mm -hmm. And to have a trajectory of 9.6 million viewers at the beginning of the month mm -hmm. up to 12 million by the end of the month is unheard of. That's just insanity. Right. Worst timing ever. Uh, the teacher's tournament just began yesterday for two weeks. So James won't be back on until May 20th. It's a ratings nightmare for them, right? It mm. really is. Plus, it's May sweeps, and it's just, you don't want that. Canceled. Because you hate teachers? Oh, you hate <laughs> teachers. You hate to You don't to want see teachers to make win. money. They already make so much. <laughs> no. A teacher's They're tournament so is always a really fun tournament, but you got to wonder if the people there are like, oh, why didn't we do this later in the summer? But yeah. But he'll be back May 20th. And may I just say... Check out the teachers' tournament because uh, uh, I mean, at this point, you work for them, right? I do. Yeah. I do. Okay. Teachers' tournament is real good. They had a teacher on last night that basically said, "I'm the cool teacher," and uh. James, James, what? Uh, Alex Trebek was like, "Well, what makes you the cool teacher?" And she's like, "Well, I mean, I was in the military. I did a bunch of stuff before I became a teacher. So the kids always want to talk to me about what it's like being me." And I was like, "No, the kids don't oh want to my God. Learn. work." Yeah. You just are chatty Kathy up yeah. there. In high school, whenever you had a substitute teacher, you knew the minute you got them to talk about yes. their personal life. It yep. was, you were you were, in. You it weren't was the doing best anything. day of your life. Yeah. Might as well roll you, in the TV. You're going to watch a movie. And yeah. if you say, I'm the cool fill in the blank, you're not. You're not. You're not the just, cool mom. You're just no. no. She lost. Wow. She lost big, too. Just saying. She Good. had the only right uh, okay. final okay. Jeopardy answer. What? Okay. The answer was Annie Sullivan. Right, don't care. Um, guys, Lana Del Rey has a new album coming Any out. Any new? Jack Antonoff is producing it. It's called Norman Effing Rockwell. We don't know much about it so far, and we're not sure if this song that she posted a preview of on her Instagram yesterday will be making it. But that song is uh, it's a cover of Sublime. How many shrimps do you have to eat before you make your skin turn pink? Sublime did the best version of it. But this is good, too. Sick. Yeah. Shrimps are pretty rich. Here's Bradley. Yeah. 
love it. Yeah, Someone's going down the aisle to that song eventually, right? No, he played the, the pan flute. Hope so. There. Mm-hmm. That is not it. Yeah. However, I would want that song on any album because mm-hmm. it is a bop. Agreed. But here is Lana Del Rey covering Sublime's Doin' Time. I'm a hamster, not a trapeze artist. I'm not a circus act. I'm a hamster. Am I in any way related to the wheel? I have nothing in common with wheels. Yeah. That's actually, no, that's actually Vincent D'Onofrio just doing a song about hamsters. Are you on Lana Del Rey? Yeah, if you could. It's a great version of it. Mm -hmm. Weird that she had to do it through a can. Mm Is she saying that's on the album, or you're just no? Guessing, she or no. We don't know she, if it's on the album. Why but did she post she, it? Yeah, she posted it uh, to her Instagram. So all right, we don't know, you guys. Just a little preview of that version. That's uh, great. I don't great know. album, great uh-huh. album. I didn't know who I was until out? I heard this album. How's it come Again, out? not not out. Not out. Not out. Mm. Ben Stiller, he wants to make a documentary about. His parents. No. And I would watch the hell out of that. If you don't know who his parents are, they are comedy legends, Jerry Stiller and Anne Mira. And gosh, they are... They're magic. They're, They're absolute magic they do together. Magic? You know him. They yeah. might. Yes. They yeah. might be clowns. <laughs> we know him from Seinfeld. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right? He was yeah. uh, Jerry's dad. And yeah. then, I mean, she's in a bunch he of was, stuff, uh, right? George's dad. George's dad, yeah. right. And she's in a bunch of stuff, too, right? Just a classic I just know them from couple. their comedy yeah. team. Yeah. Um, he said, I'm actually right now putting together all footage of my parents to try and make some sort of documentary. It's crazy to watch it all. There's so much stuff. He told Stephen Colbert that at the Montclair Film Festival. So I say, Ben Stiller, make that documentary, and I will watch it. I don't know if that's the push you needed. but I'm sure uh, that's it. He's probably just driving, and he was like, I was on the fence, but now I have to. Right. Understandable. Let's talk some birthdays for you. Actor Stephen Amell, singer Enrique Iglesias, and drummer Alex Van Halen, and that's what's happening. Thanks, Ali. A 5 p.m. commercial-free hour is happening thanks to the random act of helpfulness from the SoCal helpful Honda dealers. <laughs> Tomorrow morning, an all-new Kevin and Bean show. It's Thursday, so we have Get Up on This with Jensen. Mm-hmm. We have uh, Dr. Drew and mm-hmm. the host of American Ninja Warrior, Akbar Bajabiamila. Uh, I pr- mean, the practices- I feel like you're getting very close. It's I just working. slow it down, and it's yeah. working. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's working. Like it. Until tomorrow <laughs> when he's here, and then it will be bad. Tomorrow. It's the Kevin and Bean Show. K-Rock. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.